It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! My guest today, Trevor Williams, made his Major League debut during the 2016 Major League Baseball season. I'll talk with Trevor about his journey to the big leagues and why his Catholic faith is essential to this big league pitcher. Trevor, welcome to Blessed to Play. Hi, good morning. So you grew up in Southern California. It's a great place to hone this your skills uh, of baseball, warm climate, great competition. But tell us how you became passionate about the game. Uh, like you said, you know, growing up in San Diego, I was a huge Padre fan. Uh, my, my family was really lucky. My uh, dad is an attorney and he was left, uh, baseball tickets, season tickets for the Padres by one of his clients. Um, so we had front row seats to Padres games right behind home plate. So when I was, when I was very, very little, we would go to Padre games three, four times a week whenever they were in town. Um, and that was when, you know, the Padres were, were really good. That's when they had Tony Gwynn, they had Trevor Hoffman, Ken Caminetti, um, just a, a bunch of guys that, um, I grew up watching play. Um, so, you know, I fell in love with the game there. Um, when I was younger, you know, I, I played baseball, little, little league and everything. I never, I never played football or any other inner sports because I was just really, really bad at basketball. I was always on the heavier side for football. So I would never make the, the weight class. Um, but just fell in love with the game, fell in love watching baseball, and uh, it was really, really thanks to my dad bringing me to Padres games. Now, you wound up playing at ASU, one of the premier programs in the country, but was it in high school when you saw your skill set go up a notch and you had an inclination that maybe I, could, I have something with this and I'm going to run with it? Yeah, I think um, when I was in high school, I, I started figuring it out that um, my future would be in baseball. I had to make a decision. I Growing up, I was a pitcher-catcher, um, and I had a coach tell me um, my freshman year, he said, son, how many catchers are on a big league roster? And I go, I don't know, two or three. And I think, well, how many pitchers are on a big league roster? And I said, uh, 11, 12. And I said, I think you should stick with pitching if you want to make it to the big leagues. <laughs> so that, that stuck with me um, throughout high school. I mean, I played first base because I got hit high school pitching very good, so um, but I, I knew my future was going to be on the mound. So my junior year of uh, high school, I verbally committed to Arizona State. It was my number one school um, throughout my childhood. I saw him play in Omaha when when I was younger at like a travel ball tournament. So I saw him play, um, loved what they were about, loved the scrappiness about them. And, uh, you know, I went to a camp and they made me an offer and I, I couldn't couldn't refuse it. So I've uh, never been happier I, I never regret not taking all the recruiting trips. I don't regret uh, wishing I went somewhere else, but um, went to Arizona State for three years, had a great time, and uh, ended up getting drafted in 2013. Blessed to play Ron Meyer, chatting today with Trevor Williams, a pitcher for Major League Baseball's Pittsburgh Pirates. Well, let's talk about your time spent at ASU. What were some of the highlights or the big games that uh, come to mind that you pitched in or as a team while playing for the Sun Devils? Um, I'll never... I mean, my, my freshman year, I was a I was a reliever. I came out of the bullpen usually in the later innings. Um, my freshman year, we went to Super Regionals. Um, we got to pitch against the University of Texas, and it was my first time where I I had failure kind of be glorified. Um, I gave up a three run homer for us to lose game one, 
And I'll never forget, that's all they were showing on ESPN. I'm like, gosh, this is the first time where I made a mistake. And a lot of people are seeing it, not just my teammates and the fans that were there. Um, I'll never forget that feeling. It was the first time a stadium was extremely loud. Um, but but then you just go us beating Arizona State, beating University of Arizona during midweek games, during weekend series. It was always fun. Um, the fans got a little more rowdy for those matchups. Um my my sophomore year, we were banned from the playoffs. We had a, a few um, illegal recruiting violations going on, so we were banned for my sophomore year. Then my junior year, we um, all the the guys that I uh, came to school with, all the freshmen, we were juniors. We were the captains of the team, and we wanted to pull. We had a lot. We had a young team. We had a lot of freshmen. We tried to pull them together. We ended up getting to the uh, regional finals, but we ended up losing. But but it was a fun time. I'll never I'll never forget that um, and the the relationships I built. Um, I mean, one thing that has stuck with me my freshman year, um, my roommate broke his neck in his second game, um, sliding into second base. And I think that, that definitely molded me and molded a few of my teammates, um, to become closer. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I mean, my, I made my first appearance two innings later and it's just nothing I could, I could, I mean, I, I couldn't imagine going and pitching after that happened, but, but it ended up happening. Um, but I think of all the good times, that will stick with me. And then obviously um, what happened to my roommate, Corey, um, will, will stick with me in my time at ASU. Yeah, that's very sobering and makes you appreciate what you do have and the ability to play a game and the blessing of being having your physical attributes. Uh, you started 38 games during your career at ASU, going 18-8 and with a 2.98 ERA. And this caught the eye of Major League Baseball scouts and management and Trevor, you uh, were a second-round pick in the 2013 draft by the Miami Marlins. Talk about that day. It had to be pretty special for you to know that now you were going to play professional baseball. Yeah, it was exciting. It was definitely one of the, the most stressful days of my life. Um, my agent told me that you know I could go anywhere that first day from you know the 20th pick to the 74th pick. So it was really kind of just wait and see and wait for the phone to ring. Um, we had a few phone calls here and there and then nothing, no one ever bit and the Miami Marlins kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, they didn't give me a heads up call. Hey, we're about to draft you. We were kind of just watching TV. I was with my family and uh, some close friends and we heard my name go across and we started freaking out. It, it, it was a blast. Um, uh, and it was just, you know, something I'll never forget. And my, my dad's a big emotional dude. So it's always funny watching the video of me getting drafted and seeing him spin around and yell and dance and it was cool <laughs> blessed to play ron meyer here today with trevor williams uh pitches for major league baseball's pittsburgh pirates well you made your professional debut and with the uh, gulf coast marlins and you also played with i love the names of minor league baseball teams the batavia muck dogs and the greensboro grasshoppers so you progressed up the ladder of the minor leagues, and then you uh, obviously made it to AAA. It came a time where you're going to be traded. You're going to be dealt from the Marlins to the Pirates. Did that shock you, or in any professional baseball player's mind, you're kind of prepared for that because it does happen quite often? Yeah, you're right. It does happen quite often. So it was a weird time. Um, It was a weird time to be traded. I was in the Arizona Fall League with the Marlins at the time, and my wife and I just had our baby, um, and we moved two weeks after he was born to get to Arizona to play in this fall league. And I mean, we could, we can discuss this later, but we were in the middle of a uh, St. Jude novena when I got traded and we were, we were praying for, you know, 
we just had our baby Isaac and we're trying to find, um, find it to be a little easier for us. Like we want to be closer to family, but the Miami organization, we're on the other side of the United States. We're all from San Diego. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd like to be a little bit closer. So on, on day six of the novena, I was traded and we're like, holy cow, like this is crazy. And it ended up obviously working out for the better, uh, making my debut and whatnot. And, uh, being, being a little closer, a little more West to San Diego, but, uh, but it was just, it, it was weird timing. Um, the few days leading up to the trade were a little weird for me. I was told like to stop throwing and I was, I was getting a little irritated. I was like, gosh, I just moved my entire family from Florida to Arizona mm-hmm. with a two week old. This is a little frustrating, but then it ended up coming out that I was getting traded. Um, and the transition was smooth. Um, I mean, the, the pirates really took the helm and they kind of made the transition smooth for me, uh, made it as painless as possible. And, you know, it's been uh, great ever since. Well, you pitched well in Indianapolis, the Pirates' AAA team, going 9-6 and six with a 2.53 ERA. And just this past 2016 season, you were part of the September call-ups and made your major league debut, I believe, in relief, Trevor, on September 7, 2016. But this was an emotional day, not only for you, but your father as well. Tell us about that. Yeah, I, I've always looked forward to making the phone call to him. Uh, saying, hey, I, uh, I'm i going to the big leagues. Um, I hope to see you there. And then the phone call the day before was awesome. You know, it was everything I could have imagined. Um, and you never really think about making your debut and getting your first win in your debut and then hugging your dad and your family. Um, it, it, everything kind of kind of worked out well. It was, it was I came in relief in the uh, sixth inning. Um, and the first pitch of my career was an E9. It's a little weird. To uh, you, you never imagine your big league career starting off with an E9, but it ended up happening. I like to think that because uh, it was Roberto Clemente night, and he was he played right field, so I like to imagine that he kind of swatted the ball out of the glove of our right fielder, so that that run can score, and then I could end up getting the win um, and have that moment with my dad. Um, but but it was emotional. Um, it was very raw. Um, we didn't know. That moment was captured on video until the next morning. We woke up to a bunch of texts and phone calls saying, hey, check this out. Did you see this? Um, but it, it was very special. You know, that there's, um, they're in my corner. They've been in my corner my entire career. And, uh, when, when that moment happened and I ended up getting the win and I had a successful debut, um, I just wanted to celebrate it with them. Um, so we can all soak in that moment together. Yeah. And the picture is that it's so moving. You're giving the game ball to your father and you can tell that he's emotional about that. And uh, what a proud moment to see your son make it to the major leagues uh, after a lot of hard work. And he's been with you for the whole journey. Pretty special time. All right, let's take a break on the other side. What inspires Trevor Williams, this major league baseball pitcher, in his everyday life? Don't move. You're listening to Less to Play. I was actually raised in the Catholic Church. I... I, um went to grade school uh, through sixth grade and pretty much about the time I went to high school um, I stopped attending church and really didn't think much more about it for a number of years. The return to church, the Catholic Church, was somewhat of an evolution. I thought I knew what the Catholic Church believed and taught but learned very quickly from somebody who knew far more about the Bible than I ever hoped to know. Uh, I learned that the Catholic Church, what it truly taught and that that's where I needed to be. I'm a recovered alcoholic and drug addict. Without God in my life, I'd probably be dead. God has literally saved my life. I feel like I'm truly on the road to um, the fulfillment of 
of really all of my desires, uh, which is ultimately to spend eternity in heaven with myself and my family. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for whatever reason, we invite you to take another look. Visit CatholicsComeHome.org today. EWTN is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. If your cable or satellite provider doesn't carry EWTN's full programming lineup, give them a call and let them know you would like to receive EWTN 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. For more information, go to EWTN.com and click on Television. Welcome back to Bless to Play. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Welcome back to Bless to Play. Ron Meyer, joined today by Trevor Williams, made his Major League debut for the Pittsburgh Pirates during the 2016 season. Trevor, uh, this part of the show, I like to talk with the respective guests about their faith life. And I know for you, being brought up Catholic, this has an important part in your life. Tell us why faith matters to you. Um. You know, it's it's everything in my life. Um, I was told um, in high school, you know, if, if you don't make faith the most, most important thing in your life, it won't be the most important thing in your life. And uh, I was raised Catholic, um, went to church every Sunday, did CCD and everything, and I, I didn't really um, start taking it seriously until about my junior year of high school. Um, I was confirmed, um, and, and I started seeing uh, the world kind of, kind of morph around me. Um, I saw guys going to college and coming back and just lost. I saw people going and doing their thing um, elsewhere, if not going to college, going to the military and coming back lost. And uh, one of my mentors told me, he's like, you have to, you have to know the type of person you want to be before you go to college and know the type of person you want to be remembered as. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that, that really, you know, it hit me good. And I, you know, through, through prayer and through um, some guidance of my mentors, it's look, uh, Christ is the most important thing in your life, and you have to make it the most important thing in your life. Um, so that that's really guided me through college, guided me through football, guided me through a lot of um, adversity in my life, mm-hmm. um, and just knowing that you know our, our constant is in Christ. Um, my marriage is constant in Christ, and my my relationship with my friends and family is constant in Christ, and. Um, it's helped me along the way because because baseball is a struggle. Life's a struggle, but baseball it's it's more glorified because your your stats go on the back of a baseball card, and everyone has a has it instantaneous. They know if you did bad or good um, the next morning. And just knowing that, look, there's more to life than baseball. Baseball is something that I do. It's not something. It's not a person I am. Uh, but but it's been very important to me since uh, since I was confirmed. Yeah, that's a great distinction. I talk about that often on this show about identity that. What you do is you're a baseball player, but that's not really who you are. If you take baseball away, you're still Trevor Williams, a created being. I want to talk about temptations. Obviously, the life of a professional athlete, you have a lot of access, popularity. The money goes along with that. Does your faith keep you balanced in that regard? It does. Um, I, I knew temptation was going, to be, was going to be around, especially in college, um, as a college athlete, away from your family for the first time. Um, and then it's just going to keep increasing through pro brawl and into the big leagues. Um, you, as a Christian, you want to, you want to set that example and you want to be um, the example to people who are like, look, I've always been a fan of the fake St. Francis quote, be doers of the word. Um, no, um, preach the gospel always, but when necessary, use words. Um, 
So when when I'm in the clubhouse, I I'm not really a fan of the guys that are getting up and speaking and doing this. I like the guys that go and do their business on the field and they take care of it the right way. They come to the field early. They come to the field dressed the right way. And that really that really speaks to me more than words do. So in in my faith life, I I like to set that as an example. And with in terms of you know temptation, that I recognize that something can tarnish my career, can tarnish my image. Um, and I know that Christ is building me up to be this man of God, and he's given me all these all these blessings in my life of being a big league pitcher, by having the success um, where I am in a moment in my career where I can help people with their lives um, and, you know, increase their faith life. And, and I want to be a shining example of that. I know I have to stay away from temptation. I have to stay away from all that so that I don't, so that I can't tarnish that light. Yeah, very well said. Blessed to play Ron Meyer, uh, chatting with one of the good men of Major League Baseball, Trevor Williams. He's playing in the Steel City for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Trevor, uh, the Catholic faith has so many devotions and we could tap into, I've talked about even praying a novena during your time when you were in the Arizona Fall League with your wife, but what strengthens you spiritually? What prayers? Um, before every inning, I, I pray uh, St. Michael's Prayer. Um, St. Michael is the parish that I grew up in. That's where I met my wife, and that's where we got married. Um, so St. Michael has always been near and dear to my heart. I have him tattooed on my left arm. <laughs> um, so the, the St. Michael prayer for me is really my, my kind of final, final battle cry before I go pitch. Um, no, the St. Jude Novena has been huge in my family. Um, like I said earlier, it, it, you know, we were praying the St. Jude Novena when um, I was getting traded. We prayed the St. Jude Novena when my dad was going through his, uh, his cancer treatment. And on day six of the Novena with him, um, his tumors, um, they, they significantly shrunk in size. Hmm. Um, so, so anytime the St. Jude Novena presents itself, we, we, uh, we jump on it pretty quick. Uh, my wife and I, um, we read the Magnificat every day. We, we try it. It's, it's hard with the baby now. Um, cause our, our timing's a little screwed up. Um, but we try and go through the, the liturgy of the hours through the Magnificat and, uh, you know, no, really the liturgy for us, I'm, I'm a, I like being a student. Um, I studied, uh, history in college and I like being a student of Catholicism. I like being a student of early Christianity. And mm-hmm. I think the liturgy is the, 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 the spot where I can learn the most about our faith. Um, so, you know, the lives of the saints every day and how they use liturgy in their life and, um, and kind of just going from there, you know, the saints are, are what lead us to Christ. And, you know, someday, um, what's our saint card going to say? You know, how are we going to be left on earth? And what are people going to look at our saint card um, in the future? And that's, that's kind of how you want to be remembered. Yeah, chatting with Trevor Williams, we'll call him an amateur theologian and a professional pitcher at the same time. Trevor, during your pro career, you're going to have a lot of ups and downs, as every player does. And you have to deal with adversity, but talk about adversity, how you deal with that in light of your faith and how you persevere through that. Um, you know, I, when I deal with adversity, adversity, I always, I always think of an extreme, um, correlation. I always think, you know what? At least I'm not in Afghanistan right now. At least I'm not in Iraq getting shot at. You know, I, I, there's a lot of people on earth that would love to give up 10 runs in one inning. Um, it's it's still unfortunate and it's still a bummer to give up that, but you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal. Um, it is just baseball. Um, so ad- adversity always 
it's tough. It's a tough pill to swallow, and I can put up a front as much as I as I want. But I think at the end of the day, um, like I said, my my constant is in Christ, and I could come home, I can decompress, I could go to my wife, I can go to my little baby, and be like, you know what, all's right in the world. I still have you three or you two, um, and and our relationship with Christ will never go away. There's going to be adversity in that as well. There's going to be um, peaks and valleys, but you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, Christ died for for all of us, and um, he's, he's leading us on a right path. And if one day is a bummer, you know, the sun will come out the next day, and we kind of just keep going through there. Yeah, I talk about the playing field, whatever it is, football, baseball, being an innocuous environment to deal with adversity and learn uh, life lessons, especially when you're younger in grammar school, in high school. Great way to be part of a team and to persevere with other people through uh, sports adversity, which uh, can can prepare you for life's adversity, which could be a little bit more significant. Trevor, you, you mentioned you have a family now, a little baby, and I know bringing up your child in the faith uh, is going to be important to you and your wife. But uh, what are some of the precepts or what are you going to try to pass on to your child as he gets older for him to live a good Christian life? Um, it, it's tough. My wife and I have been talking about this a lot recently due to, due to the election and due to, you know, he's getting older now. He's, he's one. His name's Isaac. He's one now and he's, you know, starting to copy stuff we do. Like if I stick my tongue out, he sticks his tongue out too. And, <laughs> He's kind of doing our same mannerisms. So it's like, well, now we have to kind of, for the first year of his life, he was kind of just a, a blob of a human where he just sat there and did nothing. But now he's starting to actually become a little mini human and start doing <laughs> stuff. Um, and, you know, for me in my life and, and in faith, there's, I like to say there's not much gray area with, there's, there's really two paths. Everything's really black and white. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to have this moral backbone, especially growing up today. And um, he's going to be raised in a world where um, we, we don't know what it's going to be like. Um, I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like in the next year or two, but but we, we kind of just roll with it. And I think what I'm going to pass on to him is the ability to say no, the ability to say that's wrong, the ability to say you know, this is what I believe in, and this is what I believe is absolute truth, and I think that's wrong, and that's taking me away from what I believe in. And it's and you should you should watch yourself too, and I should, you know, bring you along with me and and bring as many people as you can and say, look, that's wrong, um, because I think that's extremely important. I think there's too much gray area now. I think there's too much leniency where you're saying, ah, we can we can let this happen, we can allow this happen, it just snowballs and snowballs. I think the best thing I can Reason to be um, is just to have that moral backbone, and that's finding it, you know, through through the Catholic Church and and uh, through the saints. And you know, when you look up to somebody in your life, you're not looking up to. I mean, at least for me, I wasn't looking up to politicians. I wasn't looking up to to people in, in that center. I was looking up to my teachers. I was looking up to my my friends and family. I was looking up to sports to sports stars, and I was looking up to saints. You know, so I think if you raise them that way, to look up to you know, lift your eyes up and look up to the cross and look up to, you know, the saints in heaven and you'll find that moral backbone. Was there a professional athlete in your life, whether you're younger or even now, who set a good example, whether it be Catholic or otherwise, who you you watched and uh, said that's a great example? Um, you know, I, I loved watching Tony Gwynn and Trevor Hoffman. Um, I never knew about their faith, um, but but I loved to watch them go about their business. You know, they never got in trouble. Um, they never were in the headlines. They were just they were in the headlines for the right reasons. You know, they were in the headlines thanking their team. Um, 
for for the opportunity that they can get a win and they were just they were good guys um in college i ended up watching uh the the video i think it's called athletes not athletes in action but it, it was a catholic it was a catholic uh video about some baseball guys mm-hmm. and david Eckstein was on on the video and i ended up meeting him at a in a summer ball event we ended up going to mass together we ended up talking um just about like his faith life in in baseball and how he makes it work and it, it's cool after the fact seeing how many you know catholic athletes there are um and keep their faith in the major leagues yeah, it really is, and there's more, and there's mass at the ballparks now to spiritually nourish the players. So uh, it's really catching on, and it's a great support system to, as you mentioned, Catholic athletes. Did you have a – I know you've been in the big leagues a short period of time. Did you have that in-awe moment where you were facing a certain batter and say, wow, I'm facing so-and-so? <laughs> I, I had it when I stepped on the field um, to throw my first day there. You know, I, I, I've never been to Pittsburgh. I've never um, – I've been on a field where, I mean, I've been on a field where there's like a city background, but not like a, a huge bridge and a huge river and huge skyscrapers. Maybe there's one or two in the background. So my, my first time stepping on the field, right when I got there, about an hour later, um, stepping on the field to throw and to hang out, um, that was kind of my awe moment. Like, holy cow, here I am. I used to pay money to watch these guys, and now people are paying money to watch us perform. So <laughs> the, the, that, and then, I mean, my first, my first batter was Yadier Molina, and, you know, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame as one of the best catchers of our time. And it's just, it, it it's weird, but then it's also a confidence, um, a confidence factor too, where it's like, look, the Pirates trust me that we're at the same level now. Like they trust me, I can get you out. And, you know, seven out of 10 times you're going to get them out and the other three times you're going to get whacked around. But, but that's just, that's how baseball is. Yeah, fun stuff. Well, uh, Trevor Williams certainly made his mark in the world of professional baseball and shows us with faith You could do all things through Christ. Trevor, thanks so much for taking the time. I wish all good things for you and the Pittsburgh Pirates during this upcoming season. And thank you for joining us right here on Blessed to Play. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can like us on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter at Blessed to Play. For Trevor Williams, I'm Ron Meyer asking you to compete well for the faith in your everyday life. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. It's never too late. And I've just started listening to Catholic radio in the mornings to listen to Mass, and all of a sudden I feel like I'm at a peace where I need to get back to my Catholic roots. Thank you for listening to EWTN Radio.